ever met a demon? Oh, damn. You're starting it like that. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> He's Today. making a goal of breaking you at the beginning oh of goodness. every episode. It's like, how should I start this one that makes Ben, like, so uncomfortable? <laughs> uncomfortable. So, well, today, our topic on Live Talks is we continue our Theology 101 series is demonology, the study of demons. This is something that we American Christians don't like to don't like to talk about. No, we don't. I mean, I, I think there's a couple of things I want to kind of fit, tie up the angel stuff, and then we'll get into demons. I'm still not telling my story, but go ahead. <laughs> you you are going to tell your story. I don't want to tell my story. Well, I can't make you, but I think people would love to hear your story. I had a near death experience one time. Yes. And? I was I was in Jamaica yep. with my son. We were climbing the Dun Rivers Falls. Mm-hmm. If you've ever climbed those, they dangerous. Have, they're very dangerous. They have very slick rocks. Mm-hmm. And I'm at this point, am I in my 50s, late 40s, early 50s? And I slipped and I slipped bad. And I was going face down for a head first over the edge of a probably it was an eight to 10 foot drop Whoa. on my head. And I'm literally, as the water is pushing me over toward the edge, thinking, this is it. I'm going to die. Here I am in Jamaica, and I'm going to die. How are they going to get my carcass home? I mean, you know, I'm very quickly having all these thoughts, but I knew that there was no way I was going to survive going headfirst over, because there's just there's rocks everywhere. Yeah. You would have landed on your head, busted it open. And, it, you know, you don't survive an eight-foot fall to your head. And out of nowhere, somebody came and grabbed my arm. Spun me around so fast that that my legs literally went over the edge of the falls, and pulled me up out of the falls. And I'm 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 really rattled. I'm really shaken. And I looked up to say thank you to him, and there was no one there. Okay. Did I looked you around. Feel it? Did you see it? Like I, it was as things. real a person as if Ben had been standing next to wow. me. Wow. And 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 it was so weird because my first reaction was to say thank you for saving right. my. Where are you? I don't know. Was there anyone around I at all? Even, like, how far away were you from people? My son was near. He didn't see anything, hmm. you know, uh, which was <laughs> pretty freaking <laughs> for my son. <laughs> Just like, did he see anything about this? <laughs> did he have any idea until dinner? Yeah. And I didn't, I, it, it, I was processing it for so long. I'm like, did I envision this? Was I in shock? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I don't know, but. There was a time when I told that story to somebody, and they immediately said, well, it was a guardian angel. And I said, no, I don't believe in that. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> See, the fact that you were skeptical like and, that and, makes and, this so much more <laughs> legitimate of a story. Yeah, though. well, and somewhere there's a guardian angel out there saying, I don't even know why I saved that guy. You <laughs> didn't give me any credit. I don't get credit for anything. <laughs> so I, I don't know. How that's, obvious do we have to be? That's yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. So I don't know whether that was an angel. I don't know. Well, I just know that it is it an unexplainable some... event in okay, my life yes. that I have now I've told everybody and I don't think I've told more than a handful of people that in my entire life so yeah well now thank you Ben for stripping you, me in the you bore your soul today Dan <laughs> I am not and now people are gonna be like oh there's Dan he's the he's the weirdo that thinks that an angel <laughs> saved him in, in, in Jamaica <laughs> I mean if you're listening to this isn't get you to subscribe I don't know what well <laughs> Okay, let me just say a few things about that I didn't get to and my angel. Oh, so we're, okay, pause the demonology. Now we're back to angelology briefly. I mean, yeah, I mean, an- demonology is a subset of angelology. But, I mean, he- here's a couple things I just want to make sure we cover. Number one, there are lots of angels. There are descriptions of myriads upon myriads of angels. I mean, th- that, that so, so it's not like there's a handful of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22, Psalm 68, verse 17. Um, there, we know there are 
you know, a large number of angels. I think that's important to know. Number two is that we know that angels have supernatural power, but not infinite and are subordinate to Yahweh. I think it's really important that we understand they are not to be worshiped. And I think that even though they are powerful and we see them do powerful things in the, in the Bible, they, that power derives from Yahweh, from, from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so, um, they are subordinate to him in all things. Um, and so, you know, Jesus is greater than the angels, Hebrews chapter one. And so the spiritual world is real. I think it's really important that we understand that, that, um, I think the, oh, the enlightenment really screwed up a lot of Christians. And there are some good things that the Enlightenment did, but I think what the Enlightenment did is it really stripped Christianity from the supernatural components that were that it was known for. Um, and I think there was a kind of a let's figure out a way to fit to describe to dis- to describe and to explain all these kinds of things without the supernatural, because the Enlightenment was very much anti-supernaturalism. That's why you have the rise of deism. You have the, you know all these things that. You know, the the rise of apologetics. How can we explain these kinds of things? You know, logic, we're using logic and reason. And that, listen, using logic and reason is a wonderful thing. We should never check logic and reason. Because I think what you had in the medieval ages was a, almost a, uh, a, a, a bigger than needed supernatural. It was kind of anything that was outside the norm was, well, that's a supernatural event. Whereas like, no, you just don't understand science. Right. You know, th- there's these things that were given supernatural labels in the medieval times that didn't need supernatural labels. So I think in a reaction to that, to the enlightenment, um, we try to do do away with all kinds of the, the understanding of supernatural. And then I think as Christians, we don't really know what to do with experiences like yours. We we uh, we don't want to get caught up in them. We don't want to be infatuated with them, but we have to acknowledge that God is a God who still uses angels today. And we shouldn't be afraid of that. We shouldn't try to seek that out. I, you know, angels are never meant to be sought after, connected to. It's always about seek first the kingdom of God, seek God himself. It's, it's about knowing him. If God chooses to, you know, <clears throat> allow an angel to interact with us to help us, to minister to us. Praise God for that. But that says more about God than angels, right? Like your experience- It's like praising the tool instead of the car. Yeah, well, your experience says more about God than an angel. What my experience, my grandmother's experience, I have a couple other minor experiences, but like there are, that says more about God's love and care than anything else. Because here's the thing, there are people that have gone through what you went through and there wasn't a supernatural intervention, right? And this, that goes into the, how do we understand well why God allows certain things to happen and certain times not? Yeah, and and we and and we have to be careful how we interpret those. I mean, I don't have a charismatic bone in my body, and you you don't need long enough to know that. Maybe a cell. You have a charismatic <laughs> well, cell. Well, apparently in your I do because I'm seeing angels. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't see it. You didn't see it. <laughs> well, I saw something. And I think it was. I don't know. But 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 the reality is that that. If you do not believe in the supernatural, you really can't believe in God. Right. True. You know, yeah. because then everything has this plausible, logical, yeah. uh, you know, naturalistic, scientific reason for yeah. existence. So th- th- there has to be a supernatural realm and we've yeah. got to deal with it, which yeah. is why we do talk about angels and demons. So talk to us about the okay. origins of demons. Yeah. So we we know that they God created the sons of God um, in the very beginning. 
uh, that they were they sang at the the foundation of creation. I want to make sure we. So the sons of God, which is a label that he's applied to created beings, are mm-hmm. different than the begotten son of God, which right. would be Jesus. Right. Right. True. Right. So because both are referred to as the son of God and the sons of God, the I think sons some of people God. trip over that. Yeah, there, there's the idea that they're- It's our inarticulate yeah, language. There, there are beings that God has has created that, you know, you know but, but they're just- that's the title that they that they're given yeah. in the Old Testament. So it's at least one title that they're that they're given. Um, <clears throat> so there are uh, we know that the rebellion happened after day at least day seven, okay? Because God rested on the seventh day. Uh, but there was a rebellion in heaven. We we get a glimpse of this in Revelation chapter twelve. Um, we we see this idea of Satan, the serpent, the dragon, creating a, a rebellion against Yahweh and a third of the, a third of the stars are, are cast out. Um, we see Satan's fall in descriptive terms in Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 through 15, Ezekiel 28, 9, 11 through 19. Now they are descriptors of human kings that had a fall, but, but many theologians believe that there was a, there's a supernatural parallel between these, these earthly kings and what had happened with with Satan. Um, you know, parallel events of an earthly king and an angelic person. So there's these descriptors. That, so we know there's rebellion that happened and they are not able to be redeemed. That's something that's unique about angelic beings, especially demonic angelic beings. And that is they are, they are not able to be redeemed like we are. When we fell, right? Because Human beings had a fall. We rebelled against God. They rebelled against God, but they are not able to be redeemed like human beings are. And I believe that, you know, the the reason why most people believe that angelic beings cannot be they're, you know, the 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 angels that the angels that fell, the reason why they cannot be redeemed is because they received the fullness of revelation. They were in the throne room of God and rebelled. Um, when when Adam and Eve fell, they had some interaction with God, but it was not the fullness of God in His glory. So the very fact that you couldn't, there was no other revelation that that that, that the angelic forces that rebelled could have gotten to say, "Oh, I'm going to choose the right side." Um, so Satan, the deceiver, the slanderer, the accuser, uh, the, these are different types title satan is called you know he's that that's the they the the satan is basically in the hebrew which means the accuser um he was the head of this rebellion and so um we also see other kinds of rebellion in there's okay this is where we get into some michael heiser stuff uh another rebellion that is mentioned in genesis chapter six now there's two theories on genesis six sons of god had children with daughters of men the the theory that that came out of that post i mean augustine was probably the last one or augustine whatever you want to call him was the first one that come up with the interpretation of the sons of god was the lineage of seth the daughters of men was the lineage of cain um but previously before the the first 300 years after um jesus rose and ascended uh, there was the belief that the that sons of God in, in Deuteronomy or in Genesis chapter six was these angelic beings that had progeny with human women, and the reason why we believe that most theologians believe that, and that's a that's a view that's now coming back into favor because of 
you know, work by Dr. Michael Heiser. Um, but it's also biblical because you have these descriptors in Jude chapter 6, 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 4, which talks about this rebellion, how there's these, there are beings that are in, that are in, you know, this, this holding place right now because of some kind of rebellion. And both Jude and 2 Peter quote the book of Enoch. The book of Enoch is a, it's a, it's a intertestamental writing. I don't believe it's inspired, but I believe that the biblical authors believe that what the accounts of the book of Enoch were, were true. And that's why you have quotes of the book of Enoch in scripture saying this really happened. So, and again, you're saying, well, how in the world did angels have sex with women and produce children? I don't know, but it's in the Bible. So, I mean, I don't understand how that happens, but they 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 produced these beings that were super that 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 and it, what's interesting to me is that in every ancient civilization, Greeks, Romans, uh, Babylonians, Assyrians, any 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 culture, ancient civilization culture believed at some point there were times when gods came down and had progeny with human beings. It created these half breeds. It is. It covers the span of human. I mean, so just like there's a flood narrative that's in every human culture, there's also this narrative of there's something that happened between these gods and men to create these warlike beings, and that's why God sometimes explained as extraterrestrial. Sometimes explained as extraterrestrial, but you know. Yeah. Anyway, so so. There's this all isn't the history channel. What are we, what are we talking about? <laughs> Ancient mystery. So the, we have these rebellions that took place, and not so that what that means, especially in Jude six and Second Peter two, is there are some, certain demonic beings, or I hate to say demonic beings, but there are certain rebellious angels um, or spirit beings that are in bondage right now because of what they did in Genesis chapter six. We know that. So, anyways, so I I want to ask a. Th- Question with theological implications. Yeah, sure. Because one of the reasons why I have a hard time being what others would classify as a full-blown Calvinist, mm-hmm. did angels have free will? Hmm. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So, in other words, angels have free will, but man does not? No, I believe man has free will. Then Define free will. Though. Well, it, it, now we're <laughs> in the loop. <laughs> Libertarian free will. Libertarian. I mean, yeah, yeah there's all different kinds. There's two major kinds of free will that we're talking about, right? Um, yeah, I mean, at some level, human beings have free will, right? You could. You, I believe that. Yes, I could. I, I could. That. I could yeah. go across. I could smack you across the face right now, and I'm not going to blame that. Well, God must have ordained it. So then are you a Calvinist or are you, like, is this a compatibilist thing? Oh, guys, <laughs> I wasn't ready to have this I'm conversation today. Well, <laughs> but I, you know, to me, there's, you know, everything from the timeline issue, like did angels precede creation? Are they post-creation? You know? I don't think, I, th- I think that they were post-day two. Hmm. Yeah, but then that would seem to imply or non-24-hour day, day. What do you mean? No, it wouldn't. Why would it? Why would it? Why would it? In my way of looking at it, okay. yes, it would. Unless you're believing that all of this stuff happened in human time measurements, which to me would be ludicrous, based on. You think the creation of angels and all that would transpire with them would have had to take place over like multiple years? I, I certainly it think it took more have. than twenty-four hours. 
Well, I mean, we're, I think the hard part is we're trying to describe events that took place outside of the time-space reality. Correct? Well, yeah, which flies in the face of Ken Ham's version of 24-hour days, <laughs> which I have lots of people wanting to engage me with in terms of debate. I love how he said Ham's yes. version. Well, we're not talking about Ham in the Bible, people. Ham, no, Ken, Ken <laughs> Ham. Ham. Um, Creation science. Yeah, I, I don't. There was something that transpired outside of the creative order, right? In the 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 heavenly realm, the third heaven space. So I guess part of my question is: are this are are there characteristics of angels and demons mm-hmm. that are consistent with characteristics of human beings? Because they're both created. They're beings. both created. They both had a choice. All both humans and angels have a choice to make what they're going to do. The angels had their choice. They had a once in a moment time to say, "What are you going to do? Are you going to follow that archangel? Or are you going to follow?" And because I believe that, that's where I fall off the Calvinist train at some point. Because of the angels? Because of the existence of free will for angels. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I think that's an interesting argument. But uh, so I'm trying to understand, though, why then would angels only have free will for a moment and not after that? Oh, I— Or I'm sorry— yeah, that's not what you said. Why would there only be a moment where they had this kind of opportunity to reject God or or whatever? Yeah, I, I think it has to do with the the reality that it it goes it goes to the reality that they had received the fullness of revelation of who God is. They got to see the fullness of His right, glory, right. the fullness. I mean, you can't get any more revelation than yeah. being in the throne room of the God of God of all gods. Right. And knowing who he is and what he had just done, right? So they had again from Job six, or J- not Job six, but but in Job, it's saying they're singing, they're praising God for what is transpired. Like they're seeing the creative thing happening at some level, right? Okay. Now again, there are some there are some theological theories that get into there's an elder race that actually the there there is a gap between Genesis 1, 1, and 1, 2, and that there was a whole other civilization that lived on earth that God had to wipe out, and that's where these angelic beings are. And I mean, there's there, we get into some really funky things, and there are some, there, there are some people that would consider themselves Christians that mm-hmm. hold to some pretty funky theories on the origins of angels and, not, and demons. And not that, and that we kind of believe thing. them, but we are aware of the existence of those theories. Yes. And it's part of the responsibility of people who are serious to about- To know them. To, to know them and yeah. to be able to discuss them. Yeah. Because I often have conversations with people who just say, well, that's just a bunch of bunk. We're not going to talk about it. Well, no, you've got you've well, got to engage flawed yes. theories too. And, and I think that one of the things about the, some of these theories, okay, their theories is they are so- little biblical evidence for them, that many of their descriptors of what transpired for the origin, I mean, again, we have Revelation 12. That's what we get. We get very little things. We just know that at one point there were, everyone was worshiping God. And at some point there was a group led by the Satan that said, we want to do our own thing. I want, you know, Satan, I want the worship. I want the glory. And so- we know that there was a rebellion that happened, and we know that this adversary, the adversary, they, the Satan, um, is there to accuse, incite. Rebe- I mean, he's he's 
He's the serpent. You know, there's, he's called many things in the Bible. He's called the devil, which means slanderer. He's called the serpent. He's called Beelzebul. He's called ruler of the world. He's called the prince of the power of the air. Uh, you know, print, ruler of this world, John 12, prince of the power of the air, Ephesians 2, 2, the evil one, Matthew 13, 1 John chapter 2. Uh, he's called the, you know, he's the originator of sin, a murderer from the beginning, John chapter 8, sin from the beginning, 1 John chapter 3. Like, like there is a, there is a leader of this, demo, these demonic forces that, as Jesus said in John 10, wants to steal, kill, and destroy everything good in this world. And so, um, they, there is no desire in them to do good. There's only the desire in them to rebel and to fight against what, who God is and what he wants. Um, whereas human beings, even, you know, we start this in, we're in the in-between, right? We have the image of God in us so that even someone who doesn't yet know Jesus or know, believe in God, has these senses of right and wrong and can still do good things, the demonic angelic world cannot do that. They they are true to the fullness of their nature. They are 100% one thing, 100% the other thing. And even for us as Christians, we are, you know, positionally, we talked about this in our previous doctrine classes, soteriology, we are declared righteous before God, yet we are still we still sin. We still mm-hmm. do things that that are against our now new nature, new creation in Christ. There, there's no in between. There's no middle ground for the angelic world. They are all 100 percent right. rebels, evil, 100 percent good, righteous. Yep. And that's, that's I'm still confused. So, okay, so so here's what I hear you saying: is that there is that angels have free will and still have free will, but there is this moment where they had this opportunity to reject God, yes. which is after they've been in the throne room of God yes. and everything, yeah. which they still have now. Are you saying that because of everything since then, they would, no free will angel would ever reject God again? Or are you saying they like they actually couldn't after that moment was passed? I'm trying to understand. Because, okay, so, so again, the, the, we're just trying to piece together things. Right. We know at that moment of rebellion— yeah. There was a judgment. As much as there was a rebellion, there was a judgment. Because remember, we hear the demon saying, "You don't send me there before our appointed time. They all know. So what that meant is at the moment of the rebellion, there was also a judgment Hmm. by by God the Father to, or, you know, the Godhead to say, "Your, your fate is sealed from here on out. This is what's going to happen to all of you. Yeah. They just haven't reported to hell yet. They just, they know their time is coming. Okay. They just don't know, you know, how it's going to happen. Interesting. Thanks. Yeah. We're out well, of time. Well, yeah, and, and here's, here's the thing for these, <laughs> the three episodes. And, you know, I was jokingly saying, we're going to be talking about angels, demons, and, and Satan, oh my. Yeah. Um, th- th- really, these three episodes are, they're, they're tra- there's not clean edges. No, we don't no, no, finish no, 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 angels no. go to demons. Don't yeah. finish demons go to Satan. And and so there's definitely a lot of over. Yeah, you need to listen things. to the one before yeah. this, and you need to listen to the one after this to be able to yeah. understand the continuum yeah. of these supernatural beings of, of which we are speaking. But we are out of time for today. We are. And as always, we thank you for listening to us at Life Talks. We hope you'll share us with your friends and neighbors. If you ever have any questions or comments or any other way you want to communicate to us, just do so by uh, by sending us an email at lifetalks at lifecharlotte.com. And as always, thanks for listening to us here at Life Talks. You've been listening to Life Talks. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode. 
Share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let your friends and family know about Life Talks. We'd love to hear from you as well. So leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this episode or any other topics we've discussed. Life Talks is a ministry of Life Fellowship in Cornelius, North Carolina. For more information on Life Talks or Life Fellowship, visit lifecharlotte.com or you can find us on Facebook at Life Fellowship Charlotte.